I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything, yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's, it's so real to this day. I, I I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? (laughs) We did it guys. One that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Hello, my name is Demetrius. This is Jason. Morning, everyone. And you're listening to Spaces Podcasts Express. Thank you for coming back, everyone. Today we have a guest who is a architect and developer of the award-winning development in Catskills, Hudson Woods, and he's just launched a a newly reimagined social media platform called Brick and Wonder. Please help me welcome Drew Lang. (laughs) Drew, thanks for joining us. Demetrius and Jason, thanks so much for having me. Look forward to the conversation with you. Very nice to meet you. Uh, Looking forward to jumping into this. I really like to get into Brick and Wonder, but before we do, uh, anything as far as your bio that that you think would be pertinent to kind of fill in a little bit about yourself? I'll tell you so you and, and people listening know I'm sitting in New York, which is where I'm based. And I'm originally from New Orleans. It's a bit more background for you. Um, Besides that, as you can tell, I like to wear a lot of different hats. It makes the practice of architecture, which is the core of what I do, richer, more interesting. And uh, I've specifically found that I like to not only get involved in a range of activities, but I like to interact with a range of people. Um, I feel like that's the best path to success. And with our brick and wonder community, 
I'm trying to create the same sort of path for others who are interested in going on that journey with me. So you mentioned it. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about Brick and Wonder and what it is? I loosely have heard of it, um, but love to hear, hear straight from your mouth a little more about it. Sure. Be happy to outline for you what it is. Brick and Wonder is a membership community for professionals in the world of real estate, design, and the built environment. And it's set up to connect and support these professionals in their growth trajectories. Um, I should tell you that we really do touch the entire spectrum of real estate and design from people on the creative side with designers and architects, uh, stylists, photographers, all the way through to the business side of the equation with real estate investors, developers, lenders, real estate attorneys, and then um, folks in between, of course, the contractors uh, who build the buildings, the brokers who sell the buildings, right? Um, we're interested in creating a dialogue across the entire real estate um, continuum. What sparked this? What made you want to pull this together? Well, I felt siloed and limited for a lot of years practicing architecture. And I, I always knew I wanted to do some real estate development. And when I did that, uh, most specifically with my Hudson Woods project, which is our largest real estate development project to date, it was very successful, but there were a number of things that were even surprising to me in, in, in terms of the levels of success that we reach. And most specifically what I'm talking about is the degree to which we were able to cross boundaries, cross different disciplines and build relationships and realize growth uh, beyond the development itself into client generated work. Um, and then also what I saw is people who were working with us on that project who would come together and meet one another worked very well in alignment with one another. And then in many instances would go off and start new endeavors, new projects, new collaborations themselves. And that was a real light bulb moment for me because I, I realized this is something that is a dynamic. It's not only attractive to me and beneficial to me, it's very attractive and beneficial to other people. And I, I felt a lot of energy around this kind of dynamic, a uh, lot of interest. And as I talked to people about it, uh, I confirmed, in fact, there are a lot of people who are interested in it. They just don't quite know how to cross boundaries themselves. People tend to feel siloed. Um, when the consumer public comes to them, they come to them for very specific reasons. And when they wanna go off and do something bigger, do something better and grow, um, they find themselves stuck. And so Brick Wonder is set up to be a catalyst, you know, a spark to allow people to come together around new ideas, um, new endeavors, entrepreneurial efforts, um, and, and the specific pathway really does have to do with this cross-disciplinary activity. So um, while we want people learning from one another within disciplines, so photographers talking to photographers about uh, techniques, 
platforms they're using, learnings that they've had um, based on their experiences. We also want them reaching beyond the world of photography, even into the other side of the equation, the business side of the equation, and talking directly to investors and developers and and beyond, right? And 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 oftentimes it's intentional, right? People very specifically wanting to come together with someone around a specific idea. At other times, it's just organic, right? People yeah. in our community meet each other and they find that they have common interests. A dialogue ensues and the next thing they know, they're engaging in projects with one another. It's really quite magical. Yeah. Yeah, we uh we we spoke a little bit before again we hit record uh, about how our podcast came together and there's a lot of uh similarity in that idea of cross-disciplinary conversation and activity and I think it's extremely beneficial and I wish they would do it more in school too uh of having that sort of cross-disciplinary activity um, because it does broaden your horizon and help you understand the different perspectives of how to approach uh, a certain topic and um, issue that you're dealing with, uh, particularly in the built environment. There's there's um, sort of this trend that's emerging where a lot of small firms, uh, architecture firms that I am aware of, kind of grouping together in this collaborative sort of way. What what do you think is the difference between um, a benefit of the disciplinary and cross disciplinary in comparison to the singular um, discipline kind of collaborating together? Well, look, any collaboration where interests are aligned and people are benefiting from their work with one another is positive, right? Yeah. What what what's the difference when someone crosses di- disciplines? They're extending their reach, they're enriching their experience, they're broadening their network, um, their mm-hmm. base of connections, and the opportunities in front of them, um, and they're broadening their expertise. Right? I mean, in 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 a sense, they're extending their team. Right? That's the way that we think of Brick and Wonder. We think of the members in Brick brick and wonder being part of one another's teams as if you have this army of advocates out there in the world working on your behalf talking about you um, and then coming back together with you and and sharing information so you know when it works best of course is when there's a specific idea something actionable right yeah and so this is a lot of what what we encourage we encourage conversation and common interests that leads to action. It leads to results, right? Because this is very specifically a, um, a, a business-based community that's about growth. And when people in business come together, they're all interested in growth. They're all interested in learning. They're all interested in growth. And so the question becomes, how do we get to that place of growth? And what we find is there needs to be um, a deliberate engagement towards that growth in order for it to occur, right? An intentionality. And I think that the, the chance of that occurring um, from what we've seen um, is greater when people are crossing disciplines 
and not just staying within their own discipline. Like I said, it's great for people to interact within their own disciplines. There's a lot to learn, right? Um, and we all don't want to be in a position of having to reinvent the wheel every step of the way, right? Uh, so architect to architect, you know, Demetrius, you and I can, can talk all day long and we're speaking the same language. We have a lot of shared experience and there's a lot to, to gain from that, but I want to talk to, to Jason and his colleagues too, who are embedded in the world of construction day in, day out. And, um, you know, even though we as architects build buildings in a manner of speaking, we're not in there uh, in the same way that Jason and his colleagues are. I, I want to learn from, from him. And I think that what is great about Brooklyn Wonder when it works best is when people are stepping into that, this notion of, wow, there's someone around the table with me who is a true expert in an adjacent field from whom I can learn and with whom I can grow. If, if, if I can, one of the things that I was wondering, it, it kind of sounds like, you know, and I'm not trying to, please don't take it this way, like a support group of what you guys are doing within industry, because as I'm listening to the description of it, it sounds a lot like, and Demetrius, I don't know if you knew this around here locally by us in Southern California, but there was a group called like contractors and collaboration and what it was was a bunch of guys in the construction field, not so much on the design side, but what they did was they kind of created a group and then went to prospective clients and said like, we'll do all of this together. And so it wasn't really, I'm sure there was information sharing in it and those types of things and some collaboration with, within the idea of how things should work, but it was more so almost like a sales group grouping. Like, well, if I do this, I know this guy that does this, 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 and this together. And so you kind of tied yourself to, I didn't want to join it, but you kind of tied yourself to other people and, and their ability to perform those types of things. This doesn't sound the same concept wise as that. I'm assuming there's a little bit of like, uh, you know, referrals and stuff like that. You know, talk to these people if you're working with a prospective client, but it's not like this is our group and we do everything together. Is that correct? That's correct. Right. So there is something of a, a support dynamic, right? Yeah. So I think that that word can be construed in a negative light um, right. or, or a positive light, right? Sure. We, of course, want to go to a positive place. And the way we think about it is really based on two people or a small group of people coming together yeah. around common interests and common goals. And they, if they can energize each other and support yeah. each other, whether they're making referrals to each other and then stepping away or they're co-pitching on something, you know, like the dynamic that you're talking about. Look, it's, it's, um, there aren't any hard and fast rules, right? Our group isn't set up in a way where people have to participate within a certain framework. It's, it's about opting in with one another organically over time. And if I was to simplify it based off of what I'm listening to, and I'm not nearly as educated as you two, but essentially what you're saying is we're trying to make each other better. By, by information sharing and collaborating and getting a better understanding of how the pieces of the puzzle fit together, it could improve your pitch. It can improve how you go about a project. It can improve those types of things and sharing, you know, difficulties or problems and solutions and those types of things. It's a very collaborative, I want to say almost like educational supporting of each other. Is that, am I hearing right, that correctly? A, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's exactly right. We think of it as a, as a positive sum dynamic or a positive competition dynamic, right? Yeah. So we often hear about negative sum dynamics or, or, you know, when we hear the word competition, we generally uh, in our minds go to a, a negative place, right? Uh, mm -hmm. A negative dynamic. 
Um, we like to think of competition positive way where people in our community are, are pushing each other to, to, to be better and they're coming together with one another uh, not to one-up each other, not to um, step on each other, right? Um, our view, broadly speaking, is that there is more opportunity out there than anyone can possibly tackle, right? And by engaging the opportunities out there together with intentionality, we stand to grow in a much more dynamic, interesting, greater way than any one of us does on our own. Drew, you mentioned that um, that you guys encourage that that cross pollination, that cr- uh, collaborative work within the group. Do you guys have anything baked in as far as events or um, ways that you organize and sort of force that that culture? Yes, yes, absolutely. That that structure that you're talking about is really critical to create a cadence of different kinds of activities around which the members in Brick and Wonder can naturally come together, right? And, and it takes different forms. So we do have structured events of different kinds, some that are small groups of uh, roundtable discussions where we have a, a um, designated discussion topic and we bring in subject matter experts on that topic uh, and engage in a discussion really as a starting place. You know, the best events that we have are ones where people leave the room feeling like the conversation's only just begun and they want to come back together with select people in that group and continue the conversation, right? That's in a way the purpose of the events. Um, The other way that we're very intentional is that um, people on the Brick and Wonder team, the Brick and Wonder staff, proactively reach out to all of our members one-to-one on a regular basis and have conversations with them specifically around areas of growth that they're thinking about, questions that they're engaging, missing pieces of their business equation that they're that they're engaging, and you know, and where we may be able to um, help fill those holes and help um, energize them and bring them to the place that they want to go, specifically through an introduction to another member of the Brick and Wonder community, right? And this, and we have the Brick and Wonder team, the whole of the community mapped out in our heads. The, the, the community right now is 150 people, right? So it's not an extremely large group. It's possible for the core Brick and Wonder team to know who of all these individual individuals are. Um, and the way that we grow is very intentionally, very strategically, and s- slowly, right? So we take on approximately 10 new members a month, okay? And we're growing with a view towards balanced representation across the community, right? So um, we're looking for people to represent the whole of this real estate equation um, and to bring their expertise and their energy and their network to the group. Um, And we're also 
starting to look more and more at different geographies. I'm based in New York. Um, uh, the greatest representation, representation we have currently is in the New York area, but um, as word gets out, um, more and more people from different geographies are coming forward and are interested in engaging with us. And, you know, of course, New York is one of the great gateways to the world and um, the world is increasingly interconnected across different geographies. Um, there's an interest um, on the part of people broadly and specifically in our membership in doing projects, engaging projects across different geographies. And we see ourselves as a, um, as a vehicle for that. Cool. All right. Uh, we're up against it, Drew. I went by super fast. Um, <laughs> do you, anything else you wanted to, to mention about brick and wonder or, or your own practice or anything before we get out of here? No, this has been a great conversation. You know, really appreciate you guys taking the time with me and, um, you know, invite you to come together with our group and any of your colleagues. Um, we're always happy to help and listen to what people are interested in and see if there are um, some common points of interest and if we can do some things together. Okay. Okay. And then the last question is, how can people reach out to you if they're interested in Brick and Wonder um, or just want to send you an email or chat with you? <laughs> What's the best way to, to get a hold of you or Brick or, or Brick and Wonder? Sure. Well, brickandwonder.com is the website where people can go and find out about Brick and Wonder. Um, people can apply for membership there. They can also find our contact information there. If people want to get in touch with me directly, they're welcome to email me at uh, drew at brickandwonder.com, D-R-E-W at brickandwonder.com. Easy. Great. Thank, cool. thank you so much, Drew. Thank you, Jason. Thank you to the listeners for listening. And make sure to check out our, our most recent episode. It's on water treatment, which came out yesterday. Um, it's a little bit of a new style, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, send us an email, hello at spacespodcast.com. And other than that, we will talk with you on Tuesday. Thanks. This show is part of the Gable Media Network. You can check out similar content at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. You can help support what we're doing here by leaving a five-star rating and a review on your preferred podcasting app. It helps others find us, and your support is the only way that this show grows. And don't forget to connect with us through our Facebook community, Instagram, and see the random thoughts and articles that we share on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you again for spending some time with us. Talk soon.
Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm.